We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. I don't know much about music, but it feels like today's there's been an upgrade ever since Yeah, because I'm in, I told them to start playing music I like. And I know Spike, I should have told Spike he was just in here. Will you go grab Spike again? Now he doesn't have to come in. Just tell him he's got to update... The carousel of uh but by the way of uh of music. I say this is someone that I admit I don't know that much. Yeah. To me it's not that the music's bad, it's the same freaking songs all the time. Yeah, I know, I know. That's like, my only like, issue. Like we've all heard OPP five million times, we all love it. Yeah. But you don't want to hear it uh every three hours all day, every day. Exactly. Well, that's all. And for whatever exactly. reason we gotta put a different number because it's just the same show's going it just ends up that it comes up in the afternoon. Yeah, so just listen, uh I'm sure the figure out a way to get to the other the, end of the list. Uh eponymous uh Al Dukes uh, plays whatever he wants in the morning. So you do the same from now on as well. Would you okay? call him the eponymous? The hippopotamus? No, not the hippopotamus, the eponymous. <laughs> yeah. The sure. eponymous Al Dukes. If anyone has ever been uh, eponymous. He's uh, the he's eponymous the Al Dukes. He's the eponymous. He's the eponymous. What do you call when somebody names like their restaurant after themselves? It's called the eponymous. Yeah, I was unaware of that. Yeah, but what do so you like? If you, had, if you had a place called Evans, yeah. they would say, and the rest of the eponymous restaurant. Well, kind of like the boomerang carton grill at Barclays Center. Yeah, it was eponymous. Okay, no, yeah. I'm just, I'm just trying to hundred percent. Yeah. Okay. I mean, what else would you call the Boomer and Carton Grill? No, no, I have no problem with the name. I'm just saying that's like a They wanted to use it. was a marketing deal. They paid yeah. us a lot of money just to put our names Bro. on a bad burger. I, <laughs> I mean, the Bacha Galoo Burger was not a bad burger. No, I wasn't talking about that. That's the all-time greatest selling item in Barclays Center history. <laughs> I know. I'm defending And by the way, uh, my Lucky invented it. Oh, it was him? Yeah. Uh, there's a battle between my kids, which item would sell more because they each invented their own. Yep. And Lucky came up. I named it, but he came up with it. It was a burger. Chicken fingers, fries. Yeah, it was crazy. Boom. Yeah. Had it once. Had to go to the bathroom, but it was good. Adam, I'm sure you did. Yeah, we didn't cook it. Why is Al Dukes eponymous, though? What did he name after himself? The Al Dukes podcast. Oh. Yeah. He's eponymous. Wait, I didn't know he had a I thought it's Alan Jerry. No, Al's got his own private thing with uh, his uh, uh, boy toy, Paul. Oh, I don't know about that. Yeah, he's got a man friend. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. And by the way, happens. And if you're happy, be happy. Good for him. That's right. He's got a lady friend named Gina and a man friend named Paul. That's good. I don't know if they all get together at the I same was, time. I was going to say. Because uh, that's none yeah, of my another business. Word for that. Uh, yeah, but that's none of my. That's not eponymous. What is the relationship no. between the said Gina and said Paul? Uh, I assume uh, they've met, but I don't know. Gotcha. Um, Paul's a jealous type, so I, I can't speak yeah. to that uh, publicly, at least. Gotcha. Anyhow. I don't know how we got on that. But yeah, play whatever music you want to play. You called him the All eponymous right. Al Dukes. He's the eponymous Al Dukes. Yes. Eponymous. I'm just saying. That's what it is. <laughs> you think that'll stick? 
Uh, you want to call him uh, Eponymous Al from now on? <laughs> Eponymous Al, ladies. Which is very similar to Dick Van Dyke's character in Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, which is... Come on, I Big Mac. I have no idea. I know I Evan don't Chitty know. Chitty Bang Bang. And if, if he watched it, I would consider him around children. No? Erraticus Potts. Yeah, I don't remember that. You're mentioning a movie from 1968, dude. Oh, before that. Like, seriously. I think, yes. And then you be, get uh, upset that the 30-year-olds don't yeah, know what the hell you're because talking about. It's, uh, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang is one of those movies you have to see. Okay. It's like, uh, you know, you know. No, I get it, but it was from a hundred years One of those movies you ago. have to see, like Goodfellas, Scarface, mm. Godfather. Chitty Chitty, Chitty, Bang, Chitty Bang, Bang Bang is a top ten. You have to see it if you're an American. If you haven't seen it, shame on you. I can definitely name 10 movies, and I'm a movie expert, that I would put above Chitty Chitty Bang Bang in movies I have to see. No, it's uh, you have to see Is it, it being banned? Because I'm reading a it's lot of things are being banned. No, I'm, I'm reading no, about no, this By crap. the way, and, uh, I you're, swear. Uh, Jet should watch it. Chitty Chitty Bang Bang? 100%. This weekend should be, that should be a Jet movie night. Uh, let me read it over. Chitty let me Bang read Bang. it over. You're not reading it's it over. 19- You're just going to take Uncle Craigie's word for it. It's a 1968 musical yeah. fantasy film yep, Dick directed Bank. by Ken Hughes. Chitty Bang Bang, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, Chitty Bang Bang. The film Chitty opens Chitty with a sequence of European Grand Prix won you know, by the same car faithful friend. over an instrumental bang, version bang, of the main Chitty theme. Chitty Bang Bang, our fine four-fendered friend. Bang, bang, chitty, chitty, bang, bang. Hey, how about this? Our fine four fender. In the opening. Friend, chitty, bang, bang, chitty, chitty, bang, In bang. the opening sentence, it says, it concludes with the eponymous car crashing Burning. and burning. Because <laughs> the name of the car is Chitty, Chitty, Bang, Bang. Yeah, it's eponymous. Yeah, like eponymous. Al Dukes. There you go. The eponymous Al Dukes. That's right. Here, by the way, I guarantee you, if you put out a poll, yep. is Chitty, Chitty, Bang, Bang a must-see movie for an American? It would be 90 to oh. 10. You really want me to put that out? To do it. I it's mean, it's been be a while yeah. since no you've brainer. got no, embarrassed I'm going to start 2023 off with a winning poll, my friend. Are you sure? Yep. All right. I'm is, putting it out there. Right, don't shit. do this. Well, don't do this. Don't do it. What? This is an easy because win for me. You know I start with not. a layup. I don't want to insult yeah. Dick Van Dyke. Is I don't want to insult this movie. Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, a must-see movie. A must-see movie. For all Americans. Yes, or no. I mean, very simple. This is like the easiest poll I ever won. And I got a whole list of polls I want you to put up this year, too. Chitty, chitty, bang, I'm going to go on a, like, 40-0 and 0 winning poll run. Oh, really? Yes, You're I gonna am. You're going to start 0-1. No, I'm not. You're going to start well, with a big, off, fat L. Yeah, first off, I set the stage at 90. Yeah, you I did. didn't have to do that, but well, I did because I'm not confident. No, but that's the win. If it's 80, you lose. All good by you me. You said 90. I think it might be 98. There's, it's impossible to win any and poll at 90%. you can't vote against me just to make me lose. Be honest on this one. Chitty bang bang, chitty chitty bang bang, chitty bang bang, chitty chitty bang bang. Tommy, you saw Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, right? Of course. There you go, see? <laughs> Must see for all Americans. Must see for all Americans. Yeah, yeah. You, you never saw it, uh, Biggs? I can't remember, no. No, you didn't. I remember, you well, no, you I don't remember it. I, but I'm, I might have seen it no, at some point. I don't remember it. it. You remember with the big nose kid catcher? Yeah. No. No? Right. I remember uh, bed knobs and broomsticks. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Here's uh, Scotty <laughs> in uh, Titanic, Connecticut. Scotty, what's up? Uh, I regret to inform you I've never seen Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, but I promise you I will very shortly. Oh, you're probably Russian. I'm I'm right. I'm, I'm probably Russian? Yeah. <laughs> I am Russian. Told you. But Look at that. Little, you nailed little, it. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, my grandmother was Russian. Yeah, because Russians uh, teach enough. their kids not to watch Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. That's why you never saw it. <laughs> uh, I, 
I don't know. Because the movie slights Eastern Europeans, which is why Russians have told their kids it's uh, the devil's spawn. Gotcha. So I understand why you never saw it, but you're selling yourself short. You should see it. Oh, I will. My grandma's passed away a long time ago, so I'm in the clear. I'm Even better. <laughs> How about that one, Evan? <laughs> <laughs> All right, what do you got? Well, I'm on my way down to UBS to go to the Islander game, my boys. Nice. I heard you guys talking. About, I heard you guys talking about the Jets. Yeah. You guys are out of your mind. You guys are not on the on the planet. You guys are not in reality. Until you get rid of that head coach, you have no chance. You're not going to get a, a, a world class offensive coordinator to come in because he knows if you guys don't make the playoffs next year, he's gone. Let me ask you so you're, the second question. part of his point is fair. The yes. first point isn't. I, I'm not fully where he's no. at. Let me ask you a question. You ever play? Uh, uh, a terrible head coach. He's I've, a terrible coach. That's fine. Uh, listen, you may be proven to be right when it's all said and done, but let me ask you a quick question, okay? Have you ever have you ever, you ever played uh, ping pong or tennis? Uh, yeah, I played tennis and ping pong. Yeah. Great. All right, so not, not, not have professionally. You, do you think you'd be uh, any good at ping pong or tennis without a paddle or a racket? Probably not. Right. I'm with you. I agree. Neither would I. What the hell's so, your point? I'm Watch how I get to the point right okay. here. Evan, right it's right a now. Russian thing, Evan. Evan, it's a Russian thing. Oh, it's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, First off, the answer is, how do I know if Robert Saul is a good coach or not? He doesn't have a quarterback. When you have a real quarterback there, we'll learn right away if he can coach or not. That's A. B, how old are your kids that you're going to the Islander game with? No, no, I'm going. I'm going down to meet my boys. And I left the, my my daughter at practice tonight. My son. Oh God! Out. Well, listen. Uh, I'm I, on my own. The wife. The wife's taking the daughter to practice. I'm on my own, baby. Oh, nice. Let so, me explain this to Craig. Some of us cool kids refer to our friends as boys, not just our children. So oh, he's hanging out with the boys Scotty. tonight. Oh, you know what you should do, Scotty. You should go to the speakeasy inside UBS. Have you ever been there? Uh, no, but I hold on. I can write this down. Yeah. <laughs> I'm no, not sure if they. I'm not sure if they like Russians in there or not. But um, <laughs> there is a secret speakeasy inside UBS Arena. Really? Yep. I'm not. I'm telling you I for real. For real. No, no. I don't think you're lying at all. I, I. I don't want to interrupt you. Go on. Well, I kind of have to leave it at that. But when you get there, you know, ask around and see how you can get in. You could probably talk your way in. So just go to random security yeah. and say, I'm Russian, where's the speakeasy? Well, I wouldn't say I'm Russian, where's the speakeasy? <laughs> but there is a secret speakeasy. I've told Evan about yeah, it before. Yeah, no, he has, he has. Uh, inside UBS Arena. And it is badass. And you're going to need that speakeasy because yeah. this island team's lost three in a row and they need to get yeah. their heads out of their asses. By the way, and they have couches made out of real Corinthian leather. That is cool. So there you go. I still don't fully love your analogy. Which one? With the tennis rackets and the ping pong well, rackets? because it's almost Probably. as if you're fully exonerating Robert no, Sala. Not fully. I want to be clear. I'm not. I, I'm not where our His last caller is. His game day management's atrocious. I'm not where our last caller is who is 100% in on he sucks. You got to get rid of him. Do I lean that way? Yeah. Oh, no doubt. I have more evidence to support his argument than yours. I really do. By the way, I'm fine with that. But I'm not 100% there. I am not convinced, okay, they cannot win with him, which is where our last caller's at. But this is it, man. And he's right, though. His second point's a good one. We could sit here and talk about offensive coordinators we want. Yes. The Jets are not a desirable location. You have a head coach that's on the hot seat, and you don't know who your quarterback is. Craig, tell me why that's desirable. Well, I think it's going to become more desirable. I think giving a guy that's not currently Ooh, a— How? Well, first off, 
it's not desirable. Why? Because we don't have a quarterback no, right no, now. No, no, it's not desirable for two reasons. I want to make it clear. Go ahead. They don't have a quarterback. Okay. And you know you're going into a job in which the head coach, which means you, will be fired after a year no, if I, you don't I win. I think to the contrary. How's that? I think a few things. Number one, you're going to sit down with Woody Johnson. He's going to tell you that we are going to spend the money to get a veteran quarterback. So you either take that leap of faith or you're not. Okay. If you're not, I agree with you then. You're not taking the job. All right. Number two, you have an opportunity to make this offense really, really good with your fingerprints on it. And if this head coach continues to mismanage timeouts and make other bad decisions, who do you think the next coach is going to be? I don't be? want the job that way because think about it. How many well, interim you want the coaches? Job anyway, no. Name me the list of interim coaches who have gone on and kept the job and been successful. I'll wait. I mean, I'd have to do a little research on Jason that. Jason Garrett is an example. I'll yeah. give it to you for you. Outside of that, it doesn't happen often. It's not impossible. But usually when you are promoted because your head coach stinks, your team's not any good, and it's probably too late to recover. I don't think that appeals to Nathaniel Hackett or appeals to Todd Munkin or whoever you're thinking about. Oh, you may get a crap job because the coach will be fired because things are so bad? Come on. Well, there's a flip side to it also. You want to be a coordinator if you're not going to be a head coach in the NFL, correct? Is that fair? Of course. So there are only so many of those jobs that are available. Yeah, but the ones... So you're giving me a chance to have one of 32 jobs. Yeah, but Craig, we're talking about the more desirable OCs who are going to have better options. Like, I'll give you one right now. The Go. Texans. The Texans will have a better uh, scenario. Yeah, but I'm, listen, I'm It's not, a better job. Hang on. First off... As I'm, OC. I'm not saying that the Jets are the best available opportunity. They're the worst. I'm saying... There might only be eight of these opportunities that are open this year. Yeah, but how will you get in? And by that alone, you're going to have really good I, candidates wanting I, to come I, in. I disagree with you because a lot of the guys we're talking about, the ones we want, have jobs. They're not going to leave a job for a job that they look at like, and yeah, say, like, yeah. Give an example. Just name a random name. I won't hold you to it. Random name. Todd Munkin. Why is he leaving Georgia? Todd Munkin, maybe he wants to return to the NFL. Or he could say, right. I'll just continue to win at Georgia till yeah. I get a better job. I mean, Todd, Not this one. Uh, listen, there's, there's a financial component to it, too, I'm sure. I imagine Todd Munkin's making seven figures at Georgia. Probably, okay, right? even the same thing with a Nathaniel Hackett or Cliff Kingsbury. They're making so much money, yes. they could say, why would I get back into this where I want to be a head coach again with a crap job? I'll tell you why. Because unsuccessful head coaches usually do their damnedest to get right back in because if they wait a couple years, they become afterthoughts. Ben McAdoo didn't go right away. When he was he out for he half waited. a year, right? He sat out. And and by the way, even if it's not the jet job, maybe you're better off taking a more low-profile job like what um uh, Nagy did. Nagy went back to Kansas City. He's not even the offensive coordinator. He's the quarterback's coach. Right, right. I think these guys need to be selective, and the jet job... I, I it's not good. It's not a good job. This year that. We have great wide receivers. If uh, Brees is back, we have a great running back. It's not about that, though. It's about the le lack of certainty with the quarterback but and you the have, fact you that have you've to, done in a year. I'll agree with you on this one part, point. If you're not positive that they're going to go spend the money to get what you would consider a legitimate veteran quarterback that's been there and done it, then I say, yeah, it's not the greatest job. But if you buy into the rhetoric or the speech that Woody's going to give you that is, I'm financially committed to making sure we have a legitimate veteran quarterback, then I think the Jets are as good an opportunity as anyone. If you trust that that's true, then you've got to look at this job and say, well, we better be successful because I'll be fired with the head coach. 
not going to hold on to me if they blow the staff up. Yeah, but you're going to get a three or four year deal for a couple million bucks a year. It's You'll be just, fine too. I hate saying it. I got to call it like it is. This is not a good job. I, I fundamentally disagree with Man. that. I do. Man. Sorry. That's yeah. okay. We, we let other points. We disagree. Yeah. It's okay. I, and that's the, how the world goes around. Respectful disagreement. Speaking of disagreement, you, you want to yeah. hear how that poll's going so far? I don't need to look at it. I know I won it already. You're getting obliterated. Ha, ha, like ha. you said, yeah, sure I am. It's going to be yes at ninety percent. Yep. What have I told you with a thousand votes in just ten short minutes? Uh huh. That the no column is at seventy three percent. I think you probably misworded it, or the people don't understand what the question is. Is Chitty Chitty Bang Bang a must see movie for all Americans? Yes. Yes or no? It yes. is as simple as it comes. Yeah. Seventy three percent of people say no. This isn't just a loss. I don't buy that. This is a I Jimmy think a Fugazi, Carter loss. It's a Fugazi poll. This is a Herbert Humphrey loss. Hubert Humphrey that loss. All this is, again, is people don't like me winning polls. That's all this is. Because every one of those people saw Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. By the way, Humphrey, that should be the follow-up. I apologize. Humphrey wasn't a good example. It was a close election. Yeah, I didn't this want to call you that. This is a Walter Mondale, George McGovern kind of loss. This is an Adlai Stevenson kind of loss. And this is the guy telling me that Chitty Chitty Bang Bang is not a must-see movie. You see what I deal with, yeah, Some of those elections were after yeah. Chitty Chitty Bang Bang even came out. They're more recent. <laughs> oh, the Mondo one's about this. McGovern, too. Here's uh, Anthony in Monmouth County. Anthony, what's on your mind, Tiger? Frankie, what's up, boy? How are we doing? How you doing? Great. Listen, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Thank yeah. you. Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, I, I, uh, I have five kids and eight grandsons, and they all watched it. Yeah, that's so, in the poll. Yeah, you better, go, you better go vote, though, because you're getting outnumbered there, pal. Fugazi, hey, listen, it's Caractacus Pots, and also it has an intermission in the, in the movie. So if you read the movie, really? it's an intermission in the middle of it. Yeah. No, in, fair, in fairness to you, Anthony, and Craig, in all seriousness, yeah. I will watch it with my kids just because... What's what's better than a kid movie? Let's yes. see if they love it. They're not turned off by the fact that it's so old. Like I'm concerned about that. No, I mean, n no, I'm not kidding. I, thought, I think you might be. No, but I'm not. I think no, 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 at no, no, five no. years Craig, old. No, Craig, my favorite movie of all time is from 1968. It will not turn me off. Hold on, now I got to figure this you out. Thanks for the call, Ant. You already know the answer. Your fair. Oh, Ben Hur. No. No, I know. Yeah, you damn dirty ape. You damn right. Yeah. Planet of the Apes came out in the, the same year. Charlton Heston, Planet of the Apes is his favorite Bro, movie of all there's time. There's only one. And I love it. So obviously, the oldness of a movie wouldn't turn me off. But a six-year-old, I don't know. No, he'll he won't turn him off at all. Okay, he'll be. He'll, there's one part he'll get a little scared though. Great. When the big nose child catcher, you know, tries to catch. Why are you looking at me? while you say that? I'm not because I'm talking to you. Yeah, I don't like the way you look. Yeah, at me. why? Because you have a nose. Yeah. Yeah, your nose is there's nothing wrong with your nose. By Th the way. Thanks. By the way. Yeah, there ain't nothing wrong with your nose. I can't believe how embarrassed you got in this poll. I feel bad for you. I'm not looking at the poll. 73% say no. That, that's impossible. Bro. It's fundamentally impossible. Wow. And he's right. I said Eroticus. I apologize. Caractacus pot. My, so my <laughs> apology on that. I'm glad you fixed it. Caractacus pots. There you go. It's like yeah. me fixing the Humphrey reference. Yeah, is there something you want to say over there, Biggs, or no? No, no, no. Really. Right. I was just going to tell you I told you not to do it. I warned you. <laughs> you I said don't put this poll up, but you had to. I you stand know. by it. Okay. Stand by it. Sometimes the polls get it wrong. I mean, this isn't just wrong. That's you all. said 90% yes. It's at 27% yes. Do the math. You couldn't possibly be more wrong you if you try. You set out to 
you know, put this thing on a pedestal, and instead you've embarrassed us. But song. yeah, all the, that's what all that's all you've done today, sir. That's all you've done today. <laughs> you've weakened, weakened the country. Mo- you've weakened <laughs> the movie's <laughs> legacy. By the way, I stand by what I said. You're allowed to stand by stupid things. I mean, it's okay. You know, it's funny. Uh, a couple weeks ago, I went on TV and I said, and you confirm this. Uh, Tom Brady's going to the Miami Dolphins after the year. Yes, yes. I was the, this, <laughs> I was the, and let's just be fair about it. You did. I was the only guy in America you that not, had that take or point of view, right? Let me back you up. Not only did you say it on TV, you yeah. said it on this show. Yeah. You said it very matter-of-factly. Yeah. Every time I'd bring up, like, the Dolphins or the offseason, you would just say, hey, by the way, Evan, as you know, yeah. Tom Brady's a Dolphin. Yeah. 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 So uh, today, Pro Football Talk goes out there and goes, um... "Quote unquote," definitely on the table that Tom Brady joins the Dolphins. Huh. Now, where did they get that idea from? <laughs> who's the for, who's the leader in the clubhouse on that little ditty? Uh, <laughs> I mean, it, it gets to a point where it's obnoxious. Yes, not not that you couldn't at some point have come up with that as a potential destination for all the obvious reasons I said, including the fact that they try to get him not only in but also with uh, minority ownership of the team a couple years ago. Right? Yeah. And they were investigated for tampering. Now all of a sudden everyone's going, hey, well, maybe Brady to the Dolphins. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's comical being a leader on all things <laughs> and having other people just jump well, on the wagon I don't mean, and act like it's a unique thought by them. I don't mean to Ugh, start a problem. Disgusting. I don't me. mean to start a problem, but I'm going to because no, I look out for you. Don't start no. on any more problems. No, no. I'm defending you. Yeah. Listen. Yeah. Fox, if you're listening. No, 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 we don't need, I'm good. No, no, hold on. I'm good. I don't care if you're good. Yes. Every other show on Fox, yeah. they write, report <laughs> Brady joining the Dolphins <laughs> is definitely on the table. Yeah. Do you I'm not the do guy a, that did the Do report. you do a show on Fox? I'm the reporter. SNY <laughs> wouldn't do us dirty like that. They would say Carton Roberts is reporting like they did. Hey, remember the whole vaccine stuff? They yeah. gave us credit eventually. We beat them into it. Eventually. But they did. <laughs> SNY, you're a loyal partner. We appreciate yeah. it. How about Fox? What a disgrace. Not at Craig all. Carton, our own Craig Carton. You don't have to say it. I got you, bro. I got you. I'm if good. you're listening, Fox, clean it up. I'm good. Clean it up. I'm good. Don't steal. Exactly. No, nobody's stealing it. No, they stole it from you. All good. It's a disgrace. Good cop, bad cop. I'll be the bad cop. I'll be your Huckleberry. Clean that crap up. Craig Carton reports. Thank you. That's all I'll say about this. I'm done. Just saying. It's just... <laughs> I'm done. I got it off my chest. I got it off my chest. Here's a D- Danny in Centerpoint. Danny, what's up, kiddo? Hi, Danny. On two points here, man. First off, the wording is wrong, Craigie. That poll should be American Kids movie. You guys got it out as as musty American movie for for everybody. It's a must American Kids movie that needs to be. Ah, uh, that's a good point. Good point. Oh, but um, <laughs> I I think I may just have to take the L and move there on. You go. Hey, hey, Ev, listen, yeah. man. I I couldn't agree with Craigie even more, and I'll elaborate if you allow me, man. You cannot play ping pong without a paddle. There's no way that we can run an offense without a quarterback. We can't run an offense with a depleted offensive line that had backups to the backups. Danny, 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 I don't disagree. Why do you even get rid of this guy? I don't even agree with this. Wholeheartedly don't agree with this. Okay, well, there's a couple of things, though, here on this. Like, 
I don't disagree with the yeah. I don't disagree with the idea that hey, this team didn't have a quarterback. It's tough to judge this offense if you have a competent quarterback, even with the same coordinator, even with the same head coach. We all agree they're a playoff team. My point to you is I've also seen other pieces of evidence, such as his handling of timeouts on numerous occasions, such as this defense not coming up big in the big moment and having an inability to force a turnover over the last six weeks where I question how good he is. So while I understand your point about the quarterback, I don't even disagree, there are other aspects of coaching just besides that. And he has looked subpar in those other aspects. Do you agree? And, and, and listen, Evan, you're 100% right. But I, I've said this to you the last time. All that being aside, all the ups and downs of the season, if we had a quarterback and won one or two games with just average play, we would be in the playoffs and we wouldn't be having this conversation. And we also wouldn't be having this conversation now of revamping this entire offense. I think this is the worst decision ever. The only way this is going to work with a new offense, and you guys just hit it on the head, and I think you'll agree with me. How about this? Get the quarterback first before you get the OC. I under- now at least the OC yeah. says, oh, wow, you got Lamar or you got Derek. Daddy, I, I, I'm in. I get what you're saying, but I think that you can also upgrade an offensive coordinator without saying all of this failure is on him. And Craig and I agree on that. It's not all on Michael Floor. It's not. No, some of it, not all. But of it. some of it, yeah. But I think they need something new on offense, a new quarterback. And if you can upgrade an offensive coordinator as opposed to a guy who's been the OC for two years and they can't score points, whether it's not all his fault or not, you have a chance to get better. So get me an upgraded offensive coordinator. Get me an upgraded quarterback. By the way, uh, I just want to correct the mistake uh, I made on the show. The linebacker that dated, and I think had some uh, domestic violence stuff with Tila Tequila. Wasn't Junior Was a Sean Merriman. No. So that's my mistake and my fault. I got the wrong linebacker for the Chargers, but it was Sean Merriman, not uh, Junior Seau. Sean Merriman. Did, did he die also? I don't. I don't think so. I mean, jeez. I don't know. I, he put me in a tough spot here. Well, I don't I mean wanna, either. He did or he didn't. I have never heard about him dying. Well, then he didn't. But that, if I say no and then he's dead, I'll feel bad. Now I'm he's gonna alive. find it right now. now he's he's uh, Sean Merriman is alive. All right. So Sean Merriman was a for me a kind of moment where I learned as a radio host. And I, I'm curious your opinion on this. All right. So I had a strong opinion, rookie year as an as a WFA and full-time host. And I remember calling Sean Merriman a cheater because he got busted for steroids. He was lights out. He was lights out. No, he was a tremendous player, but he was a cheater. He did steroids. Yes, he did. At that Super Bowl that we were lucky to be at, Sean Merriman was live and in person. And I remember thinking to myself in the days before Twitter, I said, Evan, I know this is intimidating. You have to call him a cheater to his face. Like, you got to gain credibility around him. I mean, you if, can't. You can, if you called him a cheater and made a point of it, <laughs> so I, and he came on your show and you didn't, then people would be like, you have no credibility. So I did. I knew that. So I was, Craig, I was so nervous. That he might haul off I'm, and crack you? Well, I'm sitting right next to him. Yeah. And I, I did. I didn't do it like a, you're a cheater, get off the, just, yeah. no, you're a cheater. Can you explain to me why you're not? And I thank God. He was very good at responding. <laughs> oh, like he had prepped an answer for that kind of yeah, attack? Like he wasn't happy with the way it was phrased, but I didn't get my ass kicked. But it was a get like welcome to radio moment because I think it's a test you always have to have as a host. It's the one uh, Big Mac failed last summer when we had Saquon on, and he kept calling him a bust. But then as soon as Saquon came on the air, yeah. I said to him, off air and on air, you got to call Saquon a bust to his face. And he wouldn't do it. So yeah. I did it for him. You know how it is. So you did you say to Saquon... 
Big Mac has called you a bust? No, I, I did it for him. You I said, like, hey, I think yeah. you're a bust? Tell, tell people who call you a bust, which I think is a little soft oh, way to do it. Kinda, that's weak, though. Like, if you no, said, no, hey, no, call him a bust. Like, if you said, hey... I'm sure you've heard there are other people out there that think no. you are a bust. How do you respond to those people? Yeah, no, he phrased it as, no, well, I, you know, I'm sure you hear it a lot, whether it's our show or whether it's, you yeah, know, I put myself anyone out over there. the country. Like, you know, you, the, the, term bust gets no, no, no. the term bust gets thrown around. Hold on a second. That's what find, he said. How do you the, respond to that? You can find the question. No, you can't because we didn't record it, remember? No, that one we did. Okay, great. Yeah, that I one we think did. I said I've said it before. Like, I think I have. But now I don't know. <laughs> The point is it was Big Mac's moment, not mine. And by the way, to be fair, it's not as easy as people think it is when the guy's sitting right next to you. Right? Speaking of Saquon, you see what he said today? Uh, I saw he was wearing the Our Way shirt, but I did not hear what he said. Saquon was asked, and, I, and this should not bother you, Big Mac. I'm not saying it to bother anybody. I think it's cool. You may not. He was asked about, hey, you're about to play in your first playoff game. What are your biggest playoff memories as a kid growing up? Oh, I know. I know this. Saquon grew a up fan. as a Jet fan. So he so, loved uh, the back-to-back AFC Championship bingo. games. Yeah. And that's what he said with a smile on his face. Damn, why did the Jets get him? Because they uh, were picking behind the Giants and were going to take a quarterback unlike the Giants. We wouldn't have gotten him anyway. We would have screwed it up, let's be honest. We've missed every great generational quarterback in every draft we've had a chance to get him. So, so just, it. It. just really take out. the running back. Well, just, it uh, doesn't matter. Take the running I think, back. I think it's great that he said that's honest. Grew up a Jet fan, loved Mark Sanchez and the Rex Ryan Jets. Yeah. That's my favorite mem- uh, memory as a kid. Now let's see you replicate it, Biggs. You know, it's funny. Someone just said to me on Twitter, uh, aren't the Giants playing in a playoff game? Aren't you guys the flagship station for the Giants? How come uh, the whole day's Jet offensive coordinator talk? Because maybe the Jets are catching you, Biggs. Maybe Ryan. By the way, did anybody go to that um, Riverdale, New Jersey uh, bar night last night with yeah. uh Tiki and uh, Carl. I listen to it. Bob Papa. I love it when you call me Bob Papa. Sounded like they had a big showing. How do you how do you, how do you know it sounded like it? Sounded that way. Oh, it was on the radio. Yeah, oh, I didn't hear it. It was a two hour show, right? It was after a two hour giant yeah. special. Oh, so you, you heard yes. that, Evan? Did you? Yeah. Oh, weird how that works. Well, I was listening to something wrestling related after the show. I was he, interested yeah, in the WWE. Show. He, there's a Rowdy Roddy Piper special on Sirius. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> from six thirty to seven, he had something to listen to. Seven o'clock. Bang, right wide to open. the From yeah, 6.30 open. to 7.20, I was listening to something specific. At 7.20, I still wasn't home yet, I put on the uh, the show, and I listened to it. Gotcha. I apologize. How, you did, make the uh, how did it sound? Did, did you feel like he was missing the input of our uh, Thursday Night Lights uh, host? Oh, it's Thursday Night, Night Live. Pardon me? Close enough, <laughs> You know, I think it, w- it was good, but yeah, I think Big Mac would have made it even better. Sure. Why would it be called Thursday Night Live? Like, all the programming is live. Shouldn't it be like Thursday Night Lights? That kind of thing or no? I don't know. Like, how do you differentiate Thursday Night Live from the show that comes on after it? By calling it such. Oh, got it. Okay, just checking. There you go. Do you feel like you should have been a part of that broadcast? I was kidding. No, I don't necessarily think okay, I should have been. Asking. I would have liked to have been. It would have been cool, I That suppose, would have been nice but... if they had included you. You know what would have been better, though? What? Sean Morash. Sure. <laughs> That's a giant fan giant, right One giant uh, leap podcast, right? Step, there you go. Uh, That's a giant fan, bro. Giant step. Well, listen, we will get into the Giants and the playoff game. And, of course, tomorrow that will be the focus of the entire show. And let's, of course, the Jets fire their defensive coordinator. (laughs) And then we'll spend all day talking about that. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Carton and Roberts on the fan. WFAN, WFAN-FM, and WFAN.com. All right, I see you. I see what you're doing. Tommy and I were having a conversation about blind faith today. Yeah? Yeah. Nice. What was the conversation about? Whether you have it in me or in Evan or what? Well, Jeff Beck, uh, the guitarist, passed away. Yes, he did. And we were talking about the Hold on. Jeff Beck, the guitarist for what group, Evan? Come on. You know I know it's Led Zeppelin. Okay, good job on that. Thank you. God. Anyway, he was in the Yardbirds, was his early band with Eric Clapton. We were talking about all the bands Eric Clapton was in, because I'm a wealth of knowledge when it comes to all this stuff. Yeah? So How many bands all... were you able to name that Eric Clapton was in? Well, he's, he was in the Yardbirds. He right. was in, obviously, Cream, Cream and then right. he did Blind Faith. He did Derek and the Dominoes, and that's then he kind of went solo. Yeah. Not, yeah. not bad. Not, do you know who Those are all one album. Evan? Oh, yes. Yeah. One of the great recording players of all time. That's correct. Thank you. That's well said. Well Damn said. Right. Well said. I know what I'm talking about. Do you about. know who the greatest living banjo player is? Ah, jeez. Living? Living. Because if it wasn't living, yeah. it's Jimi Hendrix. But Fair you're enough. saying living? Yeah, I'll give you a hint. Yeah. He's better known as uh, being an actor and comedian. Oh, Ice Cube. Who? Ice Cube. Ice Cube. <laughs> Actor you yeah. You're like the only person who doesn't take a breath between ice and cube. Like, ice Cube. Ice Cube. Ice cube. Ice cube. By the way, he didn't say Cuba. Yeah. He said Ice Cube. Ice, ice Cube. By like combining Q-tip and Ice Cube, <laughs> he came up with Ice Cube. It's the first thing that came yeah. to mind. Sometimes I just go with, what just popped into my head? Steve Martin's the answer. Oh, Steve Martin? Steve Martin is the uh, greatest living banjo player. No joke. Loser. One of the great all-time movies. True story. Loser? Yeah. Who's in that? Steve Martin. No, no, that, different Steve Martin, huh? Low key. He's a great banjo player. Okay. Yeah. Here's uh, Dave in Long Island on the fan. Dave, what's I going think you on? you mean the jerk, Evan. By That's way. exactly I, what he meant. Mean oh, hold on, time out. You just confused the jerk for loser? Yeah, 100%. <laughs> I tell you what. Uh, do you know the name of the dog in the jerk? Well, first of all, I don't mean to take the curtain back. Yeah. I did that on purpose. Yeah, okay, yeah. You and Michael K are now performers. No, no, no. Sure. You think I think Eric Clapton's a banjo player? Yeah. And then you guys had to both call out something that I thought was a sort of like a cute little funny. It was very nice. You did a good job on that. Yeah, but why'd you call it out? Just let it go. Yeah, loser. The movie loser. Yeah, you didn't know. It's okay. I didn't know. Yeah, okay. That's right. Yeah. Come on. You didn't try to fire your producer because you got embarrassed (laughs) by the world who heard you do it? Okay, sure, fine. (laughs) Right, now you're a performer? Yeah, okay, buddy, right. Of course you are. <laughs> What's the name of the dog in the movie The Jerk? Oh, I don't remember that. Yeah, okay. Good. Couldn't tell you that. Fido. Fido. Yeah, almost. <laughs> Close. S-head. <laughs> That's right. You know what? I do remember that. Do you remember that? Yeah. There you go. All right, Dave, what do you got, kid? Yo, Craig. Yeah. How you doing? Doing good. I love your Saturday show. Thank you very but much. But I, pro- I got a problem with you and Evan, but more with you. Yeah. I did not hear a peep about Michael K. He is an animal. I know you play that drop. He's not an animal. He is threatening to fire his employees. I mean, what is that? Yeah, well, it's uh, performance art, I guess, is what it is. He is such an arrogant beast. 
Ah, Come on. Disgusting. Craig, I got to hear more about that. Come on. What else do you want me to tell you? It was not, in my opinion, performance art. It was a man at the end of his rope because he's getting abused in the ratings at a time in his life where he thought he'd be uh, sailing smoothly, uh, but he's not, and it's hurtful, and he's upset as he should be, and he had like a low-level producer call him on it publicly, and rather than you know deal with it off air, he uh, you know lost his mind for a split second and uh, lashed out. And you know the funny uh, thing it's, is, you know, it's not how people who make that kind of money should treat people who are you know don't make that kind of money publicly. That's all. You know the funny thing is, he admitted that on air. He's just getting spanked in the ratings. Yeah, but you know, there, there's excuses for all that too. Yeah, you know, all of a oh. sudden the ratings don't count when they lose, and it's not even close. By the way, it's like. It's an embarrassing margin now. It's not like, you know, it's close or they almost won. Like, we won every hour of every day of every week of every month. And in the 24 months that we've competed, we've won 21 out of the 24 months. You know, and we've won how many consecutive? It's like a joke at this point. And it's never going to be covered you. accurately because they all hate Evan. And unfortunately, <laughs> I have to deal with that reality. I apologize. I'm um, sorry. And sadly, you know, he lashed out at a producer for another show, and I feel bad for that kid. Like, if he fired him, I would have hired him. You know, because the kid did nothing wrong. He pointed out facts. If you can't handle the facts, I don't know what else to tell you. You know, you can only have the New York Post cover your ass for so long <laughs> until the truth eventually gets out. You know, and that's uh, it's a sad way to end what's been a really great career. I don't know what else to tell you. Sorry. You know, meanwhile... Barrett's like, tick, 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 tick. <laughs> here's uh, Leroy and Pelham. Leroy, you're on the fan. What's up, kiddo? Hey, hey, you want to get back uh, the jerk top 10 funniest movies? Uh, very funny yeah. movie. I'm not sure it stands the test of time, but <laughs> fantastic. Uh, I, saw, I saw for the first time like seven uh, years ago. Yeah, I think it stands the test. That was a good movie. Seven Fair years ago. I know. Right, wow, so what do you want from me? I didn't see it when it came out. I was too young. I'm sorry. Uh, Anyway, I'm the crazy guy. Last year, I drove to Philadelphia to see Tom Brady with my daughter. She's I remember 20 years that. Old. All right, so now we're flying to Tampa for Monday. Okay? When is this going to end? Is the guy going to retire? I think this is his last game. I don't. I think they're going to lose. I think he's done. What do you think? And I want to ask you one other question after that, but just answer that question. You think he's done? Is this I don't. I think Tom Brady plays another year in a different city. Yeah, Craig has been steadfast about that. You know, um, in I don't Miami, think, right? Yeah, I, th I mean, listen, I think Miami, if you wanted to sell me on San Francisco, assuming they don't win the Super Bowl, I could see something like that. You want to sell me on the Raiders, I could see something like that. But I think he does play another year. I think if you consider the fact that he had all this personal drama going on for a good portion of the year, and that's now settled, and he wants one more crack at it with a better team around him, uh, and if you want to call him a whore, I get that too. But I think uh, he plays another year because he loves to play, and once you're done, you're done. So losing doesn't change him because for the first time in his matter. entire NFL career, First time ever he had a losing record this season. Yeah. It's never but he's, in the, but he's in the playoffs, and okay, I think and that trumps it. But if they get he's destroyed the by Dallas, which I think is on the table, I yeah. think it's going to happen. Okay. And he finishes 8-10, and 10, including the playoff game. Yeah. Does Tom Brady say to himself, yeah, I statistically had a good season, mm -hmm. but no, this isn't working. I'm a winner, damn it. Uh, to answer that's a fair question, I think that would force him to come back and play even more. All right. Can I ask you a gambling question? Of course. All right, so as a recovered gambler, mm -hmm. do you keep a journal or a book, like, 
as if you bet. You'd say, you know, I would bet this game, that game. And at the end of the week, say, geez, I would. I'm glad I stopped gambling because I lost this week. Do you keep a? I don't. A journal? I don't. When you I first when I first stopped, that's a fair question. When I first stopped, you know, because I, you know, I didn't know how I had beaten the addiction yet because it was so fresh and new. I was very well aware of games I would have picked, how I would have picked them, and if I would have won or lost. Although, to be fair, I never kept a journal on it. And uh, I'm fortunate enough that I'm now four and a half years in recovery where while I'm certainly aware of the point spread, uh, have a feeling on games because that never goes away, uh, I have never once taken stock of actually you know, offline making picks and keeping a track of it. And I think one of the reasons I don't do it is It'd be akin to gambling. You know, if I went to the emotions and yeah. the ups and downs well, of makes sense. Yeah. You know, having a pick on a game and writing it down, I don't think that'd be healthy for me to do. Even if there's no money on the line because yeah. you're still following, hey, how'd I do? Yeah, it's like, if, I, like, I don't know how alcoholics drink, you know, non-alcoholic beer. Uh, I, get, I get it conceptually, yeah. but to me that'd be just too close for comfort. Um, so I don't do that. I'm sure the others do. Uh, but like I said, again, I'm blessed that I've got a great support system uh, and I've not gambled. It'll be five years coming up uh, this summer. So you know, not everybody is as fortunate. And then you have other people I talk to all the time, which amaze me 30 years, 40 years, you know, on and on, who have been in recovery for that long and still go to meetings and still make those meetings uh, a part of their every day. So, you know, it's, it's funny when you get to a certain stage of recovery, and you counsel other people, which I make a part of my life now on a regular basis, you see a, you see a little bit of yourself in every person you counsel that's not yet really ready to quit. You know, and there are these young guys I talk to mostly uh, who some of them, you know, my deal with them is, you know, straight honesty, I'm not going to blow smoke up your ass. Don't lie to me because I'll probably know you're lying. Uh, just text me if you have the urge to gamble, and hopefully I can talk you down before you make a bad decision, right? right. And there are young guys who really, you know, they, they pay lip service to, yo, my parents are on me, I want to stop. And I say to them, have you self-excluded, which you can do online, so that none of the online entities in any state in America can take your money, and have you closed out whatever accounts you have? Invariably, the answer for young guys is no. And when the answer is no, I... They're not ready. Right. They're going to gamble again. Once you start taking those steps, now you're doing something tangible to really put roadblocks up to prevent you from yourself. Uh, and that is frustrating sometimes, talking to kids. But I do see a lot of myself in that because I paid lip service to it for so long and denied I had a problem and kept gambling. And I've told this story publicly before. I went to rehab out in Prescott, Arizona, and that was the first time I acknowledged I legitimately had a problem. And I came home from rehab and gambled. Now, I was there. I was in a rehab center. I came to terms with the fact, hey, dummy, you've got a problem. You're a compulsive gambler, and you can't deny it anymore. And then my ego led me back to a casino because I had a proof to myself that I could leave money in my car, which I did on purpose, go into, into a casino and if I lost the money I brought into it, I wouldn't go to my car and gamble that money. I gave myself a test, and I failed that test miserably, miserably. I needed the money for a double down, so I went to my car, got the cash, came back in and lost it. That was the last bet I ever made. Because mm. once I realized I couldn't do it even after acknowledging I had a problem, then I took it seriously, 
Unfortunately, that was the last day I gambled, the last casino I've ever walked in, the last hand of cards I've ever played. And I'm blessed that I was able to, with great support and great help from GA, get to a place where I don't have the urge to do it anymore. But if you, I, I, what scares me is that if you gave me, you know, ten grand in cash today, could I trust myself not to gamble it? And that's what scares me not to do it. Right. Because I don't know if I wouldn't. I'd like to think I wouldn't. It's been four and a half years, and I know what I would lose on a personal level if I didn't. I don't trust myself enough with that kind of money not to. And that, that's what keeps me straight. Mm. Here's uh, Frank in Middle Village. Frank, what's going on, kiddo? Hey, guys. How you doing? Great. So I, I was uh, in favor of the little floor firing, and now I'm kind of not. So okay. just a quick, quick minute. I'll walk, I'm trying to dissect it a little bit. So a few weeks ago during the season, right, the Jets made it obvious. They're sticking with Wilson, sticking with Wilson. Offense collapsed the last three games. You have to hold someone accountable. The Jets decided to hold LaFleur accountable. At that point in time, I said, let's fire him. I'm all for firing him. But now I'm viewing it through the lens of who's more easily replaceable. And I think it's really Zach Wilson that's more replaceable, not LaFleur in the sense that this Jets offensive coordinator job is not attractive at all. You're right, but. You're right, but. Let me just counter with this. LaFleur has been an offensive coordinator for two seasons. Despite not having a paddle in the boat, he's had the job. The team was 32nd in points, and then they were 29th in points. We don't know if he's any good. Now, it's fair to say it's not all his fault, but it's not as if he's had success elsewhere where you can say, hey, don't worry. Just get him a quarterback. He'll be fine. He's an unproven coordinator who, over the last two years, as a whole, they've been horrific. I, I agree with you on that point exactly. However, I don't think they're going to bring in a guy that is proven because, and I don't even want to talk about the whole fact that, Stala, you're going to a coaching staff that's on the hot seat, whatever. If you look at the roster, you're going to have, and look at it through an offensive coordinator's mindset, right. you have two offensive linemen that are free agents. Beckton's a question mark, so the O-line's a question mark. Huge. Quarterback's a yep. question mark. Yep. You have your running back who's coming off of, a very, very serious injury. You have one wide receiver that doesn't want to be there. You have another wide receiver in Corey Davis that we don't know is going to be there. So why is it attractive, even based on a roster? No, no, you're right. But you're basically saying keep LaFleur because the job sucks. That's not a good reason to keep the guy. I, I think ideally I'd get rid of both guys, Zach Wilson and LaFleur. No, I would too. I would too. Like, you're, you're, they, they better. I'll tell you right. Or, or I shouldn't say they, they better. Zach Wilson should be in no position to start for this team. You want him to be the true backup to a proven veteran? Fine, whatever. I'd still prefer Joe Mike going to retire. He's done playing football. Right, but it, what does that mean? I, 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 did I mishear what he said? About having Joe Flacco here? Maybe I did. Okay, okay, I apologize. Maybe no, I no, About Zach Wilson being here. Okay, I thought you said Flacco. I'm sorry. No, no. If Zach Wilson is the backup to Lamar Jackson, fine. Exactly. I agree. But you, the argument our last caller made, and all fair in defending LaFleur, I guess, or not defending LaFleur, the fair argument of the unappeal of this job, which I completely agree with, that's not a reason to keep someone. I used to hear that for years about the Jet head coach. Well, it's a terrible job. Who are you going to hire? That's not a reason to keep someone who's bad at their job. Now, you know, it'll be interesting as they start this offensive coordinator search with the acknowledgement that they are going to bring in a veteran quarterback that's not, you know, competing for the job, a legitimate. We're signing a guy to a lot of money. He's our quarterback, right? Mm-hmm. I do wonder if part of the OC's job is going to be 
hey, we want you to also see what you can do with Zach Wilson. Because that would that might turn people off. If you're telling me, like, my job is to create an award-winning offense here, game-winning offense with a veteran quarterback, that's my focus. Well, okay, but here's the, right? thing. here's the thing besides that, which is a very fair point. Zach Wilson is going into his third year next year. If the game plan is, hey, let's bring in a veteran, Zach's going to learn behind him for the year. It's a clear veteran. It's Aaron Rodgers who's getting older. It's Jimmy Garoppolo. It's Derek Carr. What's your plan in year four, Zach Wilson? Listen, I mean, I don't understand that. Unless unless you think, hey, you know what? He's got enough raw talent where uh, we can develop into an emergency backup. We're going to have Lamar Jackson. He'll be our quarterback for 10 years. Lamar's going to miss a couple games a year because the style he plays. And we feel comfortable enough that in those two or three games a year, we can get Zach to a place where he can win games. If you don't feel that way, you got to cut him. I agree. Why is that a better option than a proven backup? Like, why would that option be better than Tyrod Taylor? It's not better. It's not. It's not. You can't debate that it is better. So walk me through this because I've heard this before. Bring in a veteran. He's the clear backup. It's a learning year for Zach Wilson. Yeah. Okay, year three is now done. Yeah. He's learned. What are you doing? You're handing him the keys in year four? Right. No, I'm, I'm with you. That, that, that plan doesn't make sense in the modern NFL. Now, there's two different kinds of veterans. There's the Derek Carr, which is not a 10-year answer. It's more of a, you hope, three good ones, right, in that ballpark. And then there's the Lamar Jackson type where, yeah, you're committing the next decade of your franchise to him at your quarterback. Though, and who the backup is for those two guys theoretically could be a different answer. Right. The, the backup should be what I loved about what the Giants did, and they very rarely had to use Tyrod Taylor except for the one game Jones got hurt in and then he was fine, was here's a really good, dependable backup quarterback. He's better than Mike Lennon. Like that. Right. That, that's what I would want to. I would want somebody dependable as my backup. Zach Wilson isn't that. No. So the idea of, oh, let him develop for a year. Develop him for what? To all of a sudden reemerge in 2024 as the guy? Listen, uh, best case scenario, you're able to trade him for something, right? They traded Sam Darnold for they, something. They, they, by the way, for a lot more than what anybody thought. Yeah. Right? What was it a two and a what? Yeah. What did we get for Sam? I think it was a conditional. Two and a four, maybe, something like that? Yeah. They yeah. did very well for I Sam. I mean, the fact that they even got a two for Sam, forget about the other pig, was ridiculous. Problem is, Sam Darnold, and you could hate this all you want. No, he played well the last up. six weeks. No, I'm not even talking about that. Oh, I'm sorry. Sam Darnold as a Jet was better than Zach Wilson as a Jet, and it wasn't close. Yeah, but we're comparing. Like, what do we compare? You're right. Yeah, you're bro. right. Zach had more weapons. You're right. That's not fair to Thank Sam Darnold. You. Exactly right. Think about that. Yeah. Now, I still don't think Sam Darnold was the future for us, but I give Sam Darnold credit that he has salvaged his career over the last two months in Carolina. I'm not sure if anyone views him as a franchise quarterback still, but he's an NFL quarterback, and I respect that. Yeah. Because he very well could have said, ah, I'm done, right? Yeah. Like, you know, when things went south for Mark Sanchez here, he had that cup of coffee in Denver, right, if I remember correctly. Like the Dallas has a backup. And for a year was he in Dallas too, right? Yeah. And then he kind of, that was like it. He never really got another crack. Not that he wasn't good enough to be a backup and play the, you know, the 20-year backup game. You know? Yeah, he was in Philadelphia, Dallas, and Washington. Wasn't he? He didn't go to Denver at all. Ah, uh, unless he How was caught that? at the end or something. Some reason and, I thought he went to Denver for a minute. And in total, after he left the Jets, he started eleven games. He started okay. at, uh, not, uh, ten with Philadelphia, went four and six, and he played one <clears> game <throat> for Washington. And he lost that game. He threw three interceptions, which I barely remember to be honest with you. But he yeah. did go to Denver in twenty sixteen. 
I know I'm not crazy. Okay, he just didn't play. My apologies. There you go. No, I just want to make sure I wasn't going crazy. How much, by the way, if you're looking at it, just say you're looking at it. Yeah, I'm looking at it. How much money did Mark Sanchez make in his career? Oh, that I didn't see. Um, I'm just looking at his numbers in Philly. Because if you're wondering why a kid who 30, was in the league for 10 total years, so he's still a young guy, he could have been in the league another five or six years just collecting a million dollars a year as a backup, and he chose to walk away after that last uh, year in Washington. How much do you think he made? No, you know what? I was they gonna, told you. I was going to play the game, and then Lugie told me, why are you telling me? There's I no want to play the you game. Tell yeah, you tell me things. Did Don't you tell accidentally things. tell Craig? Is that what the problem yeah, was? Yeah, my bad. Wrong button. Thank you. Wrong button. I'm the guy asking the question. I wanted to make sure that we were on the same page as There's a no page. I'm on the no, website that says it. No, the, didn't you say those websites, there's certain websites don't look at because that's not really what the guy made? No, Spider, I didn't say that. <laughs> I'm, me, I'm the guy asking the question. And he, I wanted to guess. And by the way, I was going to guess way off because he told me the number. I was going to say $40 million. It's almost double that. It's Yeah, it's 75. 74 million and change. That's crazy. Yeah, which is why, you know, you do what you want. Right? You don't answer to nobody. <laughs> he actually has become a very good broadcaster, too. I agree. He does a good job. Like, the fact that you know, Romo gets a million dollars a game, Sanchez ain't that far off from Romo. My you opinion. know what the difference is. Yeah, Tony Romo played for the Cowboys. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the difference. You know also the difference? Mark Sanchez played in more championship games than Tony Romo. Mark Sanchez was a more successful quarterback Mark than Sanchez Tony Romo. Mark Sanchez won more postseason games than Tony Romo. That's right. Tony Romo was a better quarterback, though. Let's not go that crazy. Yeah, more successful quarterback. I wouldn't word it that In way. terms of winning, being on winning teams, I mean, he was. He went to two championship went games. Went to two yeah, AFC championship games. Romo, and playoff games that Romo won. No, no. Sanchez has more. Yeah. But Tony Romo is a better quarterback. I won't argue that. Okay. Yeah. I'm good with that. Well, yeah. oh, look, oh. you got your guys well, got more your, your hairs up on your back. No like one's I offended hairs up. the Pope. No one's getting hairs and, uh, up. I was just correct. I was it. a big fan of Tony Romo's. I got no beef with Tony Romo. Was, but why'd you guys get all yeah. like like raccoons in the corner? <laughs> like you guys put your claws up like you want to fight and bite me. Why? I very calmly said I don't think wording it as he's more successful than Tony Romo. He's is more fair. successful than Tony in Romo. Terms of no, win, in terms of winning, he was. He won a playoff game uh, in New England. Tony won I, two playoff games in his entire career. I, I understand that. What are we talking about? How is he not more successful than Tony Romo? I just no. I'm not because saying talent wise. In every, he was as good. I'll 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 give you that win. Tony, but Romo, you can't say Rome was more successful. Of course you can. Okay, good. Sell me on that. Uh, I don't know the amount of touchdowns he's thrown in any given year. Yards. I mean, the I fact mean, that he, he was played a, twice as many games as Mark. Of course, his no, stats even, will be no, bigger. No, even on any given one year. He was a better quarterback. Yeah, he just didn't get to go to Foxborough I, and beat the Patriots. He didn't that. beat Peyton okay. Manning on the road. No, you're right. He didn't accomplish. All the quarterbacks have been more successful. Well, no, I'm not talking about other quarterbacks. In terms of the postseason, yeah. Mark Sanchez had more postseason success. That's not like debatable. No, what, I understand. We, what are we even talking so about? So Eli Manning is you know, more successful than a lot of quarterbacks, quite frankly. Yeah, Dan he Marino, was, certainly was. He won success. two Super Bowls so right, now, so, in the postseason. So now we're going to the whataboutisms again. Well, that's what I'm saying. We're not a whataboutism show. You know that. <laughs> yeah, but you're you're. I'm making one comparison. No, you're not. You're not making one. Yes, comparison. I'm making a you're making a comparison. declaration on yes. what's a standard for a successful okay, the quarterback. Declaration That's is that Mark Sanchez was no. more successful. You're saying winning playoff games Tony makes you Romo. more successful than anything else. Words. That's what you're saying. Because there's that. no other standard that you could put Mark Sanchez ahead of Tony yes. Romo other than playoff wins. Oh, just so leave now, that out. Yeah, so who cares I'm about not the saying playoffs. you leave it out. Leave it out. Doesn't matter. All things being equal, the person with the more playoff wins gets the advantage but you know 
Mark Sanchez isn't more successful than Dan Marino because he's won more playoff games. I said that Tony Romo was a better quarterback. Yes. But Mark Sanchez was more successful. Yeah, I, don't, I, don't, I, I still wouldn't say successful. It depends how you define success. In it, Craig's exactly. eyes, he's defined. Now, here's the problem Craig runs into, and I'm not going to do it because I'm on his side here. If we use this standard to define success, Eli Manning is really successful yeah, compared the most, to most other guys. Yeah. So about road, how about road? How about road playoff okay. wins? There's but there's Let's two down different the things that uh, play here. There's success, mm-hmm. and then there's talent. Right. Those are mutually exclusive at times. We've seen a lot of successful guys who weren't the most talented guys. So I want to be clear about what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Mark Sanchez was not as talented as Tony Romo. Never said he was. But he was damn sure more successful. I disagree. Eli Manning was more successful than Dan Marino, but he can't hold In, Marino's jock talent-wise. What's the difference? Yeah, I don't know. I'll wait if, for an answer. I'm not going anywhere. By the, by the, by the way, Big Mac. By the way, Big Mac. Just to correct you on something, Thank it's you. totally okay. It's okay to make mistakes. Mark Sanchez has won. As many road playoff as games as Eli Manning. No, I know. Yeah. Now you've got your neutral site wins, whatever. Yeah, I know. And you've your home <laughs> playoff win, whatever. Well, he but, did all his damage on the road, Eli. Listen, we know this. But, so, did, so did Mark Sanchez. So did Mark yeah. Sanchez. Of course. Right, where he won all of his Because he wasn't games. successful enough to win a division. Okay. Again, <laughs> I want to be clear about this. I'm just all right? saying, yeah. Okay. Be clear. There's success and then there's yes. talent. Okay. They don't have to be equated. They don't no. have to be tied at the hip. But success We've for seen another... great quarterbacks, great athletes... Who didn't win? Charles Barkley is a better basketball player than Draymond Green. Yeah. But guess what? Draymond Green's more successful. Robert Ory, pretty successful. Yeah, I don't I understand that he won Big a lot shot of championships. Bob. I mean, sorry. So all right. Okay. So Luke, it's yeah. how you define Luke success. Luke Longley is more successful than Shaquille O'Neal. Well, Shaquille O'Neal won a bunch of championships. Yeah, but right? I think Luke Longley won more. I mean, but Jesus, like Shaq but won, just saying. Shaq won four NBA one. championships. That's How about you say Patrick Ewing and grow some right. balls? Okay, right? Patrick Ewing. Yeah. Luke Longley is more successful than Patrick Ewing. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Oh, come on. Well, wait, come on. Right. And by the way, Luke Longley has I guess three success. NBA titles. Shaq's Six. got more. <laughs> right, no, 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 no. As soon as I said it, I yeah. That was the worst example yeah. you could come up yeah. with. Yeah, so yeah, you <laughs> lost that argument. Bro, I was sure beyond that fourth one. Or yeah, no, I wasn't sure either. I was tricky, In my but, head, no, as soon as I said Shaq, I was like, yeah. He was it just came the, uh, out. Yeah. One three P, but that was it. It came out of my mouth wrong. You went after a guy who won four titles with two different teams. I completely forgot Heat. I thought it was two. I forgot. It's all good. It's all good. Anyway, 877-337-6666. You may not know it by listening to the radio station today, and we'll take the we'll take the bullet on this one too. The New York Giants have a playoff game on Sunday. The sports talk station of record in New York City has largely ignored that today because Woody Johnson spoke for the first time since last Groundhog's Day. And uh, we're reacting to it. But, of course, from a Giant fan perspective, you got great news today. Not that you root for injuries, but you certainly don't shy from it. The Minnesota Viking offensive line is in shambles right now. That plays right into a strength of your defense getting pressure on the quarterback. And Adoree Jackson is trending in the right direction. We'll get into it more in depth after this on The Fan. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.